episode 27 now live for the breakdown sports and the n10 puck talk podcast crew i'm here with joseph russo's as always and andrew flager my name is thomas Vesio. we got some hot takes and bold predictions for the 2019-2020 nhl season but first let's talk about some hockey news and how it was exam season boys how was it we'll go with flager first uh, i got through it um i only had three exams one of them didn't go so great, but the other two were fine. So I'm happy that school's done. I got about a month off, half a month off, I yeah, guess yeah. now. Um, but so I'm excited about that. But yeah, exam exam season in the summer is not fun when all your friends are partying and having a good time. How are you, Joe? <laughs> uh, the first one went well. The second one, my favorite stats was horrid, and. Uh, the last one that I did was fine. I mean, I had two on the same day, which was a struggle, but I've never really had that before. So it went okay, I guess, overall. But I'm just happy to be done, like Flager said, like seeing all your friends like going out to like yeah. OVO Fest. I was pissed <laughs> I can go. Boots and hearts. Yeah. Uh, I hate boots and hearts. <laughs> wow. For me, like, that was a big No, OVO big Fest loss. is the big one I wanted to go to. But uh, it's okay. It's done now. I got to three or four weeks off and I'm happy about it. So uh, yeah, now I can finally start my summer. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll go to the hockey news, we'll transition to that. Luongo, as deservedly so, is getting his number retired by the Florida Panthers. Absolute legend, absolute class, absolute funny ass guy. Uh, boys, what do you think about that? Do you think he's like one of the best goalies of all time? Definitely one of the best goalies that we've seen in our lifetime in the last 20 years. Um, but I think the Canucks should also maybe retire his number. Consider that as well because he was probably – well, he was their – he's their all-time wins leader, I think, right? Yeah. And he was probably the best goalie that Vancouver's ever seen. I can't even name a good goalie, actually, from Vancouver off the top of my head. Um, not that I could recall, at least. Um, but I think, yeah, like this is well-deserved. Yeah, I, I agree with Flager. I think Vancouver should definitely retire his number as well. Like. As you said, he's the wins leader there. Um, led them to the 2011 Cup Final. Lost to the Bruins in seven games, but he was there in his prime, basically, uh, when he got traded there from the Panthers. He signed that massive contract that was extremely infamous, and he called it out, saying his contract sucks. We already talked about this when so, yeah. he announced his retirement a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. But I think Luongo, he is one of the best goalies of all time. Just unfortunately, he doesn't have that much hardware. But he does have the stats, which is yeah. something that a lot of other goalies don't have. Yeah, well, if we're trying to, like, scramble some names here to the best goalies we've seen in our lifetime, you got to put Lundqvist, you got to put Fleury, you got to put Broder. You cannot forget about Broder. He's yeah. probably the best goalie we've seen. And he's the best goalie of all time, in my opinion. For sure, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of goalies we've seen in our lifetime. We talked about it last night as we went for a drink. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good goalies, and Luongo is definitely deservedly of that retirement, number one. And as Flager said, uh, Vancouver should definitely at least honor his number. Uh, best goalie in franchise history by far. So, yeah, Luongo's jersey is going to be retired in the rafters on, I think, March 7th, 2020 yep. in uh, the BB&T Center. So, yeah, look forward to that. That's all we got for news, but... Now is the fun part, boys. We get to make our predictions for the upcoming season. Uh, it's a little bit early. Not all the NHL rosters are set. There's still some some uh, RFAs and free agents yeah, yeah. that need to be signed and everything. But 
it's never too early to make some predictions. So uh, let's go to Thomas. Let's start with you. Okay. Um, we're going to keep this more casual, I guess. Like you could just throw in your opinion or start a conversation with one of these uh, predictions. So my first prediction next year, I do not see. I see three out of the five Metro teams that made the playoffs this year. I don't see three of them making it. Uh, one of them is going to be Columbus. They just don't have it. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, maybe it's a bit of luck. Maybe, maybe it's a bit of Justin Williams and the storm surge, so maybe they don't make it. And the New York Islanders just lost a lot of players, but they signed a lot of players to contracts, and they lost their goalie who won the Bill Masterson, Robin Lehner, uh, part of the New York Rangers apparently to the NHL. But, uh, yeah, he was a part of the New York Islanders, and he's a big part. They got Semyon Vorlamov. I don't think Semyon Vorlamov's a guy to lead them back to the playoffs. But we shall see next year. It's going to be different this year for the NHL. Lots and lots of moves in the offseason. Lots of RFAs still unsigned. Uh, I guess you could throw in your opinion whenever you want. Or if, you're, if not, we'll just move on to the next subject. Well, I, I just want to mention quick, I don't know if anyone caught the joke there. Thomas said that um, <laughs> Robin Leonard won Bill Masterton with the New York Rangers, not the New York Islanders, even yeah, though he played for the Islanders. I don't know if you saw on Twitter. Um, I don't remember exactly who tweeted it, but um, basically what happened was on Robin Leonard's uh, Bill Masterton trophy, the, on the plaque, it said um, Robin Leonard, Bill Masterton trophy winner, whatever, New York Rangers, oh, uh, 2018-2019 season, how, how do you instead of New York up? Islanders. The so. guy's already going through depression, Shogo, and then he gets that. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, man, like people don't even pay attention to me. Over here. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but right. so I just wanted to explain that quickly, but I I like that prediction actually. I think Columbus is definitely not going to make the playoffs, and I do think that the Islanders. One of my predictions actually is that the New York teams are going to swap positions. I think the Islanders are going to not make the playoffs, and the Rangers are going to sweep in the playoffs. I think. Yep. Um, because the Rangers, I mean, obviously they added they have Capo Caco now. Uh, they have Panarin on the wing. They added um. Truba. Yeah, Jacob Truba from Winnipeg. Uh, they have they have a great team. They have um, that Kravstov guy too. Yeah, yeah, Vitali Kravstov. Yeah. Playing on the third line. I think he's a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah, should be good as well. Chris Kreider, Ryan Strom. They have a, they have a good team. I think I think it's good enough to make the playoffs. And I I do not see the Islanders squeaking in this year because I think they got lucky. Um, and that's just my opinion, though. I don't know what you guys think about that. I don't. Okay, so let me. I can see Carolina. Sorry, I I just want to say I could yeah. see Carolina maybe making a wild card spot, but um, that that'll be that would even be uh, pushing it though. I think I I like your prediction there though, Thomas. Just to throw in somewhere, I don't know if the Islanders will be going back to the old Coliseum this year, but that gave them a lot of life last year with those games. I don't know how many games they played, but even in the first round, the sweep versus Pittsburgh, that was all crowd. Like the the yeah. first second game, easily won that uh, two games over Pittsburgh. I don't know if I don't know if they're doing this year. I don't know. I don't know if they are, but I think they're splitting it again. Like I think last season they did 41-40, I mean 20 and 20 basically between Nassau and Brooklyn. Yeah. Like Barclays Center. So I think they're doing the same thing this year and if not then I think they're going back to the Coliseum full time cuz they did I don't know if they're renovating it or just expanding it kind of. But yeah, I agree with that prediction too. Uh, flaggers with the New York team swapping mm-hmm. and with those Metro teams missing because they are Columbus especially got a lot weaker Islanders I think were just they came out of nowhere really no one really expected much of them they just kind of proved everyone wrong mm-hmm. and Carolina they kind of got hot at the right time as well uh, April leading into the playoffs 
So I agree with those predictions as well. And then my prediction here about another uh, playoff miss in the Metro. Wait, don't go. Don't say yeah, because I still want to talk about the New York teams. And I want to say um, I think Capo Caco is going to win Rookie of the Year. And Joe, I know right before we started recording, you you agreed with that prediction. Um, I think in the long run, Jack Hughes is obviously going to be the better the better candidate. I know we've had so many conversations of <laughs> who was going to go number one in this past draft. Yeah. Um. Even though Capocacco went number two, I I think he's gonna have the breakout season this year, and I think he's gonna take home Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But I have another prediction on who I think is gonna win Rookie of the Year that I'll mention a little bit later. But as I was about to say, uh, another Metro team that I think will miss the playoffs for the first time in a very long time is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Boom. Now, there's lots of reason to think that they'll miss the playoffs. They are pretty damn old their core with Crosby, Malkin and Latang and even I guess Jack Johnson if you want to call him a core player on the defense. Uh they just they got embarrassed by the Islanders, got swept out of the first round. They had no life to them at all. Then they for some reason traded away Phil Kessel who was a point per game player for them last year, helped them score tons of goals, generate lots of offense for them for basically Alex Galchenyuk who is Hasn't really figured it out yet in his NHL career. Had one good season a few years ago and hasn't really uh, replicated that since. So I don't, I didn't really understand that move. And then, of course, the famous Brandon Tanev signing Woo! that I love so much uh, that made zero sense to me. And then they just, they seem to be getting slower and like more like physical when it's more of a speed and kind of skill-based game so they had Kessel who was full of skill and speed still even though he's in his 30s they traded him for someone who is pretty skilled but not as quick and as dynamic as Kessel and then they added Tanev who is pretty quick but is like way more of a physical presence then like I said you have Jack Johnson who's basically a pylon out there so I just I really don't see Pittsburgh making it if they do they'll be they'll barely make it as a second wild card but like I just don't see them like being that force as they once were anymore. Yeah. One player I don't even think you mentioned was like Patrick Hornquist, who just completely like just fell off the map this year. I think he was battling an injury for a little bit of this year, but yeah, he was another here. player too that just yeah. had a terrible year. And I don't think he's going to come back from it either. I, I think that that's a hot take kind of, but um, I, I don't think it's a stupid hot take at all. No, yeah. it's not. Well, like, the only reason why they would make the playoffs is for Crosby. Like, Crosby yeah. and Malkin just absolutely Going ripping off. it. And if, if Murray can play above league average, but Matt Murray seems to get injured every year and seems to not play well. Inconsistent. Yeah, so. I, I guess. guess we'll go to Flager, yeah, go. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I want to stick in the East Coast, uh, in the Atlantic Division. Uh, I think that the Florida Panthers are probably going to make the playoffs this year. It they'll probably make a wild card spot, mm-hmm. uh, but they could possibly finish top three in the Atlantic. Thomas, I know, uh, could, I know you have thoughts on this. So you want to elaborate a little bit too? Uh, well, before I get to my prediction, actually, like I wouldn't say this year they if they didn't start off the well, actually they probably if they didn't start off the year rough with Reimer and Longo not knowing how to play goalie anymore, uh, mm-hmm. they. Probably would have pushed for that last wild card spot. They had 86 points. Columbus had 98. It's a far stretch, but if you play a month and a half of good hockey and get some points here and there, you could probably make in the playoffs and squeak in. 
And now next year, you decided Sergei Bobrovsky, one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League. So I think that definitely increases your chances of making the playoffs. And you added uh, depth scoring like Brett Connolly, uh, Anton Stroman on the back end. So, and Tampa, and Tampa. Um, Florida basically kept the same team. Alexander Barkov's the captain. He's getting even better. Mike Hoffman's on an expiring contract. And they just added John Joe Quenvo as their head coach. So, yeah. that's pretty, who's a great sign. Pretty good I resume. Was, yeah. yeah. I'm a high, I think very highly of Joel Quenville because of what he did with the Blackhawks, especially like, and you guys know how much I, I love that whole Blackhawk <laughs> franchise. Yeah. Right? We talk about it almost every episode of uh, every um, podcast episode. I mean, uh, but I think that that the fact that they added um, Sergei Bobrovsky in net, and Joel Quenville are definitely going to put them over the top and probably squeak into the playoffs for sure. So, and I think they could also do some damage in the playoffs, maybe get past. Um, so, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I'll get to my prediction now. Uh, I think the Florida Panthers will give Toronto and Boston a tough, tough time for the second and third slot in the Atlantic Division. More so, the Boston Bruins. Uh, you guys didn't agree with me, so but Boston is going to be tired coming into the season. They have a lot of old guys, like Mar- not not old, but in their 30s, uh, Marchand, Bergeron, Zdeno Char on the back end, who just signed a contract, and Tuukka Raskinet, who's been a question mark in the regular season for a long time. He had a great stretch last year, but obviously got injured, uh, I think, halfway through the year and wasn't the same goalie. But then in the playoffs, he just turned it on again. So I don't know what to expect from Tuukka Rask. So I think the Florida Panthers will give them a tough time. The Leafs... I don't. I would. I would probably say they made the playoffs in November. It was just way too easy for them. But they struggled in a lot of games last year versus the bottom teams like Detroit, Ottawa Senators. They lost two games in a row to them in March, heading into the playoffs. I just think that the Florida Panthers aren't going to give them an easy time. It's going to be a hard time because they got so many good, talented players there. So yeah, the Florida Panthers could give the t- a tough time for Toronto and Boston. Yeah, I agree with that. Like it's kind of building off Lager's prediction. The Florida Panthers are probably one of the had one of the best off seasons low key like just it like Flager said the addition of Quenville is probably like honestly the biggest addition they could have got and of course Bobrovsky they fixed their goaltending like with the snap of a finger basically by signing him and then Quenville is like a hall of fame coach soon to be hall of fame once he retires officially so him bringing like his pedigree and his experience and obviously coaching ability to like a younger team like the Panthers hopefully maybe fixes Aaron Eckblad's game because he has not been the number one pick that he was supposed <laughs> to be uh, in his NHL career. Like he won the call there, obviously, but then he, he shouldn't have won like, it. Yeah. He hasn't done much since then, which was about five years ago now. So, so I think Florida could really give Boston Toronto a hard time. And speaking of that, I think with Florida giving Boston more of a tough time, like Thomas mentioned, because they are tired. Uh, I think Toronto will finish ahead of Boston. They will meet in the playoffs for the third consecutive season. And this time, Toronto will get home ice advantage. And hopefully, if it had to go to seven games, it will be at home for the first time in who knows how long. And they will not get PTSD and shit themselves at TD Garden like the past three (laughs) playoff appearances. Uh. So I really think that if Florida can like finish as like I would say the fourth seed, let's just say, mm-hmm. and Boston's kind of like chugging along there, Leafs will finish in the second seed, and then they will win versus the Bruins just because they have home ice and they're more fresh, and they will advance for the first time since two thousand four. 
past the first round. <laughs> I would <laughs> love that. I know Thomas would love that. <laughs> It'd be nice because it's happened uh, three years in a row. We have not uh, passed first round. Mike Babcock is on the whole hot seat. So, yeah, that, that, that'd be nice. I kind of want to tone it down a little bit here. I want to say that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to tear it up again this year. <laughs> and I think they're going to win the league, the conference, and their division. And I think that Kucherov gonna he's going to cool down a little bit this year. He put up 130 points this year. Uh, yeah. Stamkos, though, on the other hand, he put up 98 points this year. I think he's going to be a huge part of Tampa Bay's success this, this upcoming season. And I think he could win the Hart Trophy. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, I mean, if you look at Tampa Bay's roster, or I mean, sorry, their uh, starting lineup, they haven't really made any changes at all. They're still basically the same team as um as this past season and they dominated this year other than the playoffs obviously the only addition that they have is kevin shattenkirk on the back end who uh would have replaced um i believe anton strawman was there yeah and girardi too uh but i i think that the fact that they still have the same team i think um they're gonna do some damage this year for sure and i think stamkos is gonna have a breakout year this past season was like the first season since 2015 that stamkos had uh, he played a full season, he wasn't struggling from any injuries at all. He put up 98 points over a point per game. That's pretty solid, in my opinion. And I think he's gonna continue to to keep um putting up, racking up points. So yeah, well, he had a that's good why year I think year. he could win the heart. Well, yeah, he had a great year, but he was kind of overlooked by exactly. Kucherov, yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. Kucherov had that breakout season mm-hmm. in Tampa. Um, and I I believe Stamkos finished like maybe sixth or seventh in points in the NHL. I don't actually. No, I think like eighth or yeah, something like that. He wasn't in the top five for sure. I no, know no, that. No, 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 no. And that's why people didn't talk about him much. He kind of had a quieter he good did. season. <laughs> he did. Is yeah. Well, he, they might miss point for number of games if they don't get him done. I, the Caps just crunching every team that has to sign an RFA, and Samkos might have to rise up to the occasion. He's been injured, like you've mentioned. He's been injured every year. He's played. I don't know what's what's his tenth season in the league now, eleventh season, yeah. and tenth. Yeah. So like now it's like okay, man. Like he needs to win that cup. He needs to get there. They haven't got there. They went to the finals in 2015. He was still injured in that series. Ben Bishop obviously went down with an injury in that series as well. His I think groin or something was teared for like the whole finals, and he still played yeah. decent. Yeah, they got they got to win that cup. It's it's their time. I thought it was their time last year. Obviously, they got swept. And, yeah, they need to win that cup very soon for the Tampa Lightning. Yeah, I feel like Stamkos is kind of getting into, like, Ovechkin territory <laughs> with, like, not winning a cup, honestly, because he's, like, the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. They've been, like, basically top of the Eastern Conference for, like, the past, like, four or five years, it seems like. Yeah. Um, they have that massive expectation. He's, like, a sniper, like Ovechkin, kind of, and uh, they, just, they just haven't got the job done. Mm-hmm. I know he went to the cup final in 2015 which Ovechkin didn't do until he won the cup, obviously. But just they can't just seem to can't get over that hump. They lost the last couple of years, heartbreaking fashion. Like the Penguins in 2016, they lost the Capitals in 2018 and then obviously got swept in the first round by Columbus. So I think that, I think they're going to have a regular, regular, I'm sorry, I, they're going to have a Tampa Bay regular season, which is absolutely dominating everyone. And then, uh, once come playoff time, they have massive expectations this year, especially after last year's disappointment. Yep. So I think I think I agree with Plague here in that 
Stamkos is really going to step up this year. I feel like last year's sweeping of from Columbus really like pissed him off and triggered him. <laughs> and he's just going to go off and like maybe just evolve his game, maybe be a little bit more physical or something like that. Just make some changes to his game to kind of give them that extra edge in the when the playoff comes around. Yep. Uh, All right. Whose, whose news do you want to jump into? Joe's, I guess. Okay, I can go to mine. So, as everyone knows, the Colorado Avalanche three years ago were absolutely embarrassing and had one of the worst records of all time with 22 wins and, like, 48 points. So, the past two seasons, they've made the playoffs and have done pretty well. So, this upcoming season with McKinnon, like, at an all-time high in his career so far, I consider him a top three, four, five player right now Mm -hmm. in the NHL. Um, I think him... Together, obviously, re-signed Ranton, who hasn't signed yet. But with the addition of Kadri uh, helping that second-line center role, which they desperately needed, with the emergence of Makar, especially in last year's playoffs, and even, like, they have Samuel Girard, who they just locked up, I think they're going to go really far in the playoffs this year. I think they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. They're just so damn fast. They play with so much speed and so much skill. It's so fun to watch. I love that series versus San Jose. Went to seven games and then uh, a, a controversial offside call uh, kind of ruined, could have ruined their chances of going to the West final. But I think they're going to get there this year. McKinnon's just too good. That line is amazing. They're young. They have the best young decor in the league by far. It's not even close once they're all established in probably the next one or two years. So I think Colorado is really on the rise. And if Grubauer can give them solid goaltending again like he did this year, I think they're a lock for at least the second round, in my opinion. Yep. That's not a stupid prediction. And and bookies are on your side. I'm on my bookie right now. Colorado, this is for the regular season, however. Colorado is plus 470 um, to win the Western Conference. I know um, you're saying that they're going to make the conference finals. That's a little bit different. But um, yeah. Bookies are on your side here too. That's not a dumb prediction at all, though. That's smart. I, I, I could see that happening. They're a very fun team to watch. Honestly, I just love watching them play. Yeah, and you mentioned the defense, like <laughs> Bowen Byram, uh, Samuel Girard, Kale McCarr. Like that, that, that's good. Like that's pretty good. It's pretty young that's core. Am- they're all like under like twenty three. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's all up to Grubauer's play. It's all up to McKinnon, Ranton, and Lanniskog, their top line. If they're going to lead this team to success, we'll see. They made a lot of moves this offseason, Joe Sackick, but yeah. Uh, Colorado is a fun team to watch, and I want to see Nazem Kadri kind of <laughs> kind of win in his career. I think in the he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And that too as well, so yeah, we'll see. All right, who wants to go next? Let's talk about rookies, I guess. Actually, I, I, I already I predicted. My other one? Uh, which it. one? The Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about like division winners and whatnot. Uh, Joe thinks that the Colorado Avalanche are going to go to the conference finals. I, I I could see them doing it if they play consistent. But another team they got to worry about in the Western Conference is the Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights. My prediction will win the Pacific Division and the Western Conference in the regular season this year. Uh, even if Flurry has league average, below league average, maybe just I don't know, decent season for the Vegas Golden Knights. Their offense is just too good not to score at least two goals, three goals a night. Mark Stone, Matt Pacioretty, Paul, uh, Paul Stasny, Alex Tuck, guys like that on their team with offensive power and great skating ability and great shot. I just don't see them doing bad this season. Like they're gonna very, they're gonna succeed a lot in 
their offensive play with goals for and goals against. And their defensive core is not amazing. But again, their offense, it's like the Leafs. Like, the Leafs didn't have amazing defense this year, but they scored their way out of their problems some games. And I think that the Vegas Golden Knights could do that. They finished third last year in the Pacific Division, and I think they're going to finish first over Calgary and San Jose if they were to do this year. Uh, they had 93 points. Obviously, had some injury troubles this year. Max Pacioretty didn't score as much as he should have in the regular season, but I think this year, with the addition of Mark Stone now, is going to be great for the Vegas Golden Knights. Jonathan March so on the power play. It's, it's, it's a fun time to be in Vegas right now. <laughs> and to think that this team in their third year in the NHL is going to be a division winner again is, is crazy. So a cup contender, never mind division. Yeah. Winner. Oh yeah. That see Joe, I know I, I said that you had a good prediction there with Colorado at, um, advancing to the conference finals, but I think I agree with Thomas. I think that Vegas is going to win the Pacific and the Western conference. Um, adding on to that prediction, though, Thomas, I think Fleury's going to win the Vesna this year. Uh, he's just been great the last couple of years. This year, he won 35-21, and 21, and he was second in the league in shutouts. He had eight shutouts this year. He had, a, a like, a 2.5 goals against average. I think yeah. that his stats are only going to get better. I think he's going to break out this year, and I think he's going to have a, an easy time in net with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, roster in front of him. They're, they're just so. going to have to, like, I guess – kind of rely on him because I don't know who's going to be the backup, either Malcolm Subban or Garrick Sparks, and they're not amazing. Well, yeah, so, they're probably going to play in basically every game, I yeah, would imagine, so too. Yeah. That could affect him in the playoffs, but again, my, my predictions for the regular season. And yeah, I, I don't know. Vegas I think, is a really good team. Like, Yeah, I no, I think, think he's going to win the best for sure. Yeah, that's, the, that's a good prediction. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think, like, they had so many new players coming in last season. It didn't gel right at the, like, they didn't all gel at the same time. Like, obviously, like, you said Patrick didn't score enough. And then Stastny missed, like, a ton of games as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And then they traded for Stone. So, like, they had a lot of, like, new faces in their locker room. So, I think now that they had a full off season, kind of got to know each other a little bit more, play with yep. each other, practice. I think they're going to come out, like, firing starting next season, like, it wouldn't surprise me that Vegas could make it to the cup final again or like the Western Conference finals. I just think that Colorado with their so much there's a lot younger and they have a lot more speed. So I just think I kind of they're like my sexy pick to kind of go to the yeah. West finals. Like mm-hmm. I just kind of want to see them get there. But like I wouldn't be surprised at all if Vegas ends up being there. All right, so now let's talk about our rookies. Okay. Who wants to go first? You go for it first for you. Well, I already said at the beginning of the episode, Capo uh, Caco is going to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, that's a statement. That's not even a prediction for me. Um, but you guys, I know you guys have a lot to say about this, so you guys give your predictions here. Yeah, you go, Joe, you go first, Joe. All right, so mine is like a pretty hot take, but like, I don't know. Like, if he can put, be put in the right situations, basically quarterback the power play with those guys, um, I think he's going to rack up the points and maybe elevate his role throughout the season. And that's, I'm going to select Quinn Hughes to run rookie of the year over his brother, who just got drafted first overall to the Devils, Jack Hughes. I know they have Kako. Kako is probably the more realistic pick, but this is a bit of a hot take. It's not my hottest take. Nope. The <laughs> no, predictions. It's not. no, no, it's not. That's going to come later. But I just think if he gets put, if he basically like runs the PP, if he kind of elevates his game, maybe plays with Edler at points in the first pairing or something like that, mm-hmm. then I think he could possibly win Rookie of the Year if he like plays amazing. 
kind of like how Darlene kind of came in and was outstanding, but he, uh, Dallin obviously didn't win rookie. I mean, he did win rookie of the year, sorry. But like, kind of like that, where he comes out of no, where he just comes out like firing. Um, I think Quinn Hughes could win it, but again, Kaku is probably the safer pick for rookie of the year. Um, bouncing to uh, Joe's sexy pick in the Western Conference, I'm going to maybe put this guy in the conversation for the Calder. Last year he had an unbelievable playoff run with a goal in his first, I think, first playoff game versus the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kel McCarr could be up, I think he's going to be up for the Calder. He's just going to be surrounded with, again, a bunch of talented players. All he's got to do is break out past it and McKinnon, Rantz, and Landeskog. They're going to get in the net. Um, another guy in, on the New York Rangers, Capo Caco, stepping in his first season in the NHL, second overall. Uh, I think he's going to be a big part of the Rangers' success this year. And obviously with the New Jersey Devils and their acquisitions this year, I think that Jack Hughes could be up for the caller this year. It's not even like, I think, what, what's the word? It's like, um, like it's obvious. Like If he doesn't get the Calder up for the Calder, it's not a surprise. But if he does, it's like kind of like expected because he was the first overall pick from the draft before. And another guy that people have been doubting on, uh, Philip Zadina could be up for the Calder. Uh, he's going to be surrounded with a lot of talent on the Detroit Red Wings. He had a good stretch of games when he got called up last year. Uh, I think he scored one goal, three assists or two assists or something in nine games. So, uh, yeah, Phillips Adina is sleeped on upon right now. But I think that when season comes, he's going to have a full year with a, a bunch of good guys like Larkin, Mantha, Tyler Bertuzzi on their team. So, yeah, I think that Phillips Adina could be up for the Calder if he stays consistent. And I'm just going to go run through them again. Kale McCarr, Capo Caco, Jack Hughes, or Phillips Adina will be up for the Calder this year. Yeah, I mean, that's realistic. Most of those. Yeah. That's realistic for sure. Thomas, now is a good time to advertise your uh, Detroit Red Wings article, I guess. Yeah, I, I just Phil Zadina. Yeah, I just recently wrote a Detroit Red Wings article for their offseason, um, basically just writing about the bad teams and what they can do for next year, how they can improve in their future assets, their prospects. Detroit's got a lot of prospects, and they're and Steve Yeisman just jumped in there as their GM. He's gonna be very excited in a few years when all these guys hopefully develop well. Uh, lots of guys like Joseph Valeno could be up next year. I don't know if he's going to stay consistent all year, but yeah, they got a good team coming. Uh, Dennis Strelovsky on the back end, uh, mm-hmm. Philip Ronick. So they just got to find that goaltender like they did with Chris Osgood, Dominic Hasek back then. And even Jimmy Howard's a decent goalie too, but he's just not going to do it this year for the Detroit Red Wings and for the future. So they need to find a goaltender. But yeah, go check it out on thebreakdownsports.com. Yeah, Thomas, I think you got another project planned too as well. Oh yeah. Well, uh, it's a which it's, one? It's a team. It's a team. Uh, yeah. Well, team, we'll say that till the end. Effort. Yeah. Well, we'll say that to the end. Yeah. I right. want to talk about the Central Division for a yeah, little go bit ahead. here because the Central Division is probably well between the Central and the Atlantic. Those are the two best divisions in the league, in my opinion. I think the Central though this year is going to be the best division to watch because you have Nashville, you have Winnipeg, you have St. Louis, Dallas, Colorado, Chicago, Minnesota. All those teams are going to be so close this year. I don't know who's going to make the playoffs. I don't know who's going to miss the playoffs. I think it it could end up looking like last year where Chicago and Minnesota missed it. Uh, Chicago missed the playoffs, I think, by like five or six points, and Minnesota missed by like just one point more than the Blackhawks. Um, but I think this year it's going to come down to the wire. Like the last like one or two games of the season – um, for all these teams in the Central are going to mean so much because I think that the wild card spots in the Western Conference are both going to go to teams in the Central Division like it did this past year. Um, and I, I just think it's going to be such a close division. 
and I, I like I don't know who's gonna make the playoffs in that division because it's just so I think that all these teams are playoff worthy in my opinion. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening, especially with this year. Uh, it was even close last year, the Central, with like Florida. I mean, shit, Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> division. God, Nashville, like Winnipeg. Even, like, Dallas obviously came in yeah. as a wild card. St. Louis came up strong. Like, there's, like, four or five teams that really make some noise in the Central. And then once Seattle comes in in two years, Arizona, who I think is going to be on the rise by that time, mm-hmm. will be in the Central as well. So it's going to be even tougher. Yeah. What I'm saying, though, is, like, last year, I think the Blackhawks were, like, six points out of the playoffs. I think the gap between, like, the cutoff between the last place wild card team and the team that doesn't make the playoffs is going to be like one or two points, basically. Yeah, like, I just think it's going to be yeah, yeah. it's going to be that close. No six. Yeah. No, well, no, it was um, Arizona came with eighty six, and then Colorado was ninety. No, but between the central though. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like okay, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was like the, it's close. Yeah, it was close, but I think it's going to be even closer this year, and it'll be even more fun to watch. Yeah, it's not it's not stupid at all. Again, like it's nope. it's 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 gonna be tough this year in the NHL. Let's just say that because it's open. I think yeah, like it's, it's wide like it open. Well, like okay, no, but this year though, it, like yeah, go ahead, Thomas. Well, just bouncing off a bit. Everyone expect like, predicted Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa Bay's gonna win that. Gonna win this. No, they didn't. Like it was St. Louis out of all the teams. They came eighth in the league in the Western Conference last year and won the cup. Like anything could happen. I don't. Like to like your pick with Florida. Did you say it yet or no? Which one? The playoffs and the cup. Well, no. I th- we were gonna get into hot takes in a second. Okay. Well, I mean, we can get into that right it. now. Go go well, into Well, no, that. no, no. I have one more before we get into hot takes, though. Okay. Um, and that's just it's not a prediction. Like I don't think this is gonna happen. But if you're looking for value in a team to win the cup this year, Washington Capitals. Yeah. On my bookie, they're plus eighteen hundred, eighteen to one odds to win the cup, and on Boda slash Bovada, they're twenty to one to win the cup. If you're looking for a team to put some money on, some good money on to win the cup this year, it's going to be Washington because Washington has the same lineup as the or okay, not the exact same lineup. They have the same core of players that won the cup with them last year in twenty eighteen, uh, and because the NHL, like we were just saying, is so wide open this year, anything could really happen. Washington is probably my best bet to win the cup just because of these odds. I cannot believe how how um like good they are for looking for value in a bet. Yeah. So I would go I would go like I'm I am going to bet on Washington it's to win the cup. Bet. Um yeah, exactly. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's realistic and the odds are just you can't beat that for the Capitals. Mm-hmm. Who okay. will probably they'll probably win um the Metropolitan this year again. You so. would assume so, yeah. So, they're probably the best team there <laughs> right now For on sure. paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to your thing. Get to your hot take, I guess, if that w- was one of yours. Sorry, I spoiled it a bit, but... Well, I wasn't... Yeah, okay. I was no, just kind of I'll trying say... to compare it, sort of. That's what Yeah, I no. Um, I think that the Florida Panthers are going to probably make... <laughs> This is pretty hot, but I think they're going to make the conference finals. Um, I don't think they're going to make the cup finals, but I think they could get to the cup final. I'm to the conference finals, just because of especially the addition. We talked about it before at the beginning of the episode. Joel Quenville, like 
He has so much playoff experience. He knows what to expect. He knows how to lead a team to the playoffs. And he has the assets there in now, Florida yeah. right now, mm-hmm. right? Like he has Huberto, he has Barkov, you have Dadanov, uh, Vince Trocek, who is another great second line center, Mike Hoffman. Um, and then on the back end, you have the experienced Keith Yandel, Aaron Ekblad, who is just a stud. He's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Anton Strawman, they added. Uh, he has a lot of playoff experience with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then you have um, in net, you have Bobrovsky, who puts them over the edge this year, in my opinion, to make the, to definitely make playoffs, get them to the conference finals. So that's a little bit of a hot take there, but I think it's realistic. And, okay, so what I was going to say is, like, the St. Louis Blues last year, they didn't make the playoffs. And this year, they make the playoffs and win the Cup. It's kind of like Florida, if they were, if your prediction is, like, kind of right. They didn't make the playoffs last year or this year. And then they could do it, like, they could win the Cup. It's, it's, it's a yeah, similar so like, situation. Yeah, so, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it's open, kind of. It's surprising. Like, the NHL yeah. is all full of surprises. And if that's Florida why... were to do that... It's... That's why I hate leagues like the NBA, for example, because, okay, this upcoming <laughs> no, season yeah. for the NBA actually will be different because you have, like, eight teams, really, that, like, have, like, a bunch of, like, superstar duos that could help lead them to the NBA final. But yeah. back when, like, LeBron was with the Cavs, for example, like, we knew that it was going to be the Cavaliers <laughs> and Golden State yeah. every single year, yes. right? Like, that was a no-brainer. That's why I hated watching NBA for all those years. Um, But... That's why. That's what's special about the NHL is like you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like well, not not kind of like, but Tom Brady and the New York New England uh, Patriots. Oh, he's too old. Oh, yeah, he's too old. Yeah, and then he gets through. And then he gets to the final wins (laughs) every year. (laughs) I mean, just take in like okay, so he's like forty-two now. Like he's been to the Super Bowl like (laughs) three times in the past like four seasons. And he's only made the Super Bowl, what, nine times? So we've yeah, already so. seen him in the Super Bowl a third of the time. And he's already in the last stages of his career. <laughs> Another two years. The latter of his stages, because the guy's going to play to like 50 or something. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. But going back to NHL, yeah, it's no, it's no, no better stupid now because anything could happen. Like the Blues, man. Like nobody expected that. And now they just won. Um, I'll get to my hot take now, I guess, if you're done, Flight. Are you done with all your... Yeah, no, that's all I had to say about Florida. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the New York Rangers now and talk about a hot take for me. Artemi Panarin will win the Art Ross Trophy and lead the Rangers to a wild card spot next year. Boom. Um, Panarin just coming off a humongous contract in the offseason, signed by the New York Rangers and him. I think that this guy, he, I think he got 87 points or 88 points last year, and yep. now he's going to be playing for that contract and the team he desired to play for in the offseason. Uh, he's going to wear number 10 for the New York Rangers, and he'll be surrounded again with a bunch of guys that um, want to make the playoffs. It's not their plan to, but I wrote an article again before the draft saying that this team could um, get to the playoffs next year, and now with Artemi Panarin coming to their team, that expectation is even more uh, could happen. It could happen. So, yeah, that's my hot take. Panarin wins the Art Ross and leads the Rangers to the wild card uh, spot in the Metropolitan Division. The fact that you said the Rangers are going to make a wild card spot isn't a hot take, but Artemi Panarin winning the Art Ross that that's that's a hot take. Yeah, it's hot. It's it's kind of realistic though. Like at the end of the day, if you look at like who he's playing with and like the team that the New York Rangers are going to be this year. 
it's realistic, kind of. Like it's it's definitely a hot take saying that he's gonna win the Art Ross, but yeah. I think he's gonna have it. He's definitely gonna have a good season. I think. I I have high expectations for him this year. Okay, well my predictions are done. Andrew's Joe. predictions are done. Joe's up. I think Joe just uh, fell asleep a bit there. Oh, he's so. muted. Uh-huh. I have to bring the dog outside. Ah, uh, oh, it's okay. Okay. Live. Live on N10 Podcast. <laughs> okay, I can still talk sitting. if you want me to. Go ahead. Okay, so my hot take is that the Nashville Predators will miss the playoffs. Boom. That's shocking, man. <laughs> Everyone's going to think you're crazy for saying that. But why? <laughs> Give us a reason why. Why? Because they have so much expectation. They've been in like kind of like a win now to win the cup mode the past few seasons, and they haven't got the job done. They did trade P.K. Subban to make space for Duchesne, which yeah, is, yeah. I think is an upgrade. But even though I still think that, I think the loss of Subban on the back end will kind of hurt them. Because with Subban, they kind of didn't do well in the first round at all and obviously lost. Mm-hmm. So I just think that uh, with the loss of Subban and the expectation of Duchesne to be like that one-two punch with Johansson, it won't be enough. I think Rene is kind of going to be injured and have a down season. And I just think they're going to miss the playoffs in a stacked central division, in my opinion. I know it's an extremely hot take, but I think it might happen, especially with the addition of the players from the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Well, and with Colorado, your sexy pick team from the Western Conference. Yep, them too. And nobody, it's a big question mark in Winnipeg. Line A and Connor still not signed. Uh, they miss, I don't know, maybe a month. It, it's going to hurt because they're top two wingers in scoring for their team, besides Shifley getting 38 goals last year. Uh, Blake Bigley is just not going to come out of nowhere and score 40 goals. Uh, he's more of a playmaker, and he's very good at it. Uh, yeah, the Nashville Predators, it's, it's shocking because they just added Duchesne, and they're going to have Johansson at the second-line role. And... I think Pecorine's seen better days in net. So, UC Saros, is he ready to step in as a splitting starter backup? I don't know. But uh, apparently Joe thinks that the National Predators will miss the playoffs. I yeah, think I it's extremely hot. But, like, I just, I don't know. I have a feeling, like, they might just collapse this year. Like, maybe injuries. Even injuries, if they play a part. Like, I still think they'll just miss it no matter, like, even with injuries or just not performing well. I don't know. I just have a feeling, but of course I could be wrong. It's extremely hot, but that's my prediction. I think um, going back to the Winnipeg Jets for a sec, I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. Because like you said, Thomas, um, Patrick Laine, he's not locked up yet. Uh, Kyle Connor, he's not locked up yet. And those are two of their top six forwards and two of their best goal scorers, basically. Yep. Um, and if they're not, a part of that team going into the regular season, the beginning of the regular season, um, that could mess them up. Like, you look at William Nylander oh with the Leafs gosh. this past year. Nylander was shit in the regular season. Like, he did not do anything. I think, um, like, coming into the league a little bit late, later than everyone else, he didn't go to training camp or anything like that. Um, that kind of threw him off his game a little bit. And if that happened and Kyle Connor, they're sure. fucked. They're not going to make playoffs, man. So... Yeah, they already well, lost. I'm, okay, I shouldn't say they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're <laughs> going to be borderline, especially looking at how competitive that Central Division is going to be, like exactly. I talked about before. Like, mm-hmm. they're not in a good situation right now. Um, 
Yeah. And you were talking about, we were talking about how Mitch Marner's not locked up, and that's like the highlight of hockey news, basically, and how, especially in Toronto, like reporters are freaking Hyped out. Up, like, yeah. when's Marner going to get signed and everything? Um, and I'm quoting you on this because these were your words, but you Shit. said, like, why does no one care about Winnipeg's situation? Because they're in a worse situation right now than the Leafs are with Mitch Marner. They lost almost ha- almost their whole decor, and they have to get Morrissey signed next year. We don't. That's a big. It's a big question mark at Winnipeg. They do. They have cap space though. I think they right. Do. They just don't use it for some reason. I don't know why. It's it's because everyone's waiting on number sixteen, Mitch Marner, to sign his contract so he could set the market. Why That's do you? Sick. Why do? Why does Patrick Line, who who is. A, not a comparable player to Mitch Marner. One's a scorer, one's a playmaker, one's dynamic, one's slow as shit. And I'm talking about Patrick Laine. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Patrick Laine care what Mitch Marner gets for his contract? I, I don't understand. You should be comparing. It's a benchmark. That's why. It's a benchmark, though, I think. I think that's why they're waiting for the Marner deal. But then I, again, you look at Sebastian Ajo, right? Like in Carolina, like that. Isn't that, like, is that not a benchmark for Winnipeg to make some moves? Like. <sighs> I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, like, but like, still, I, I know, I, I know, Aho and Line and like Kyle Connor, they're not the same players at all. Um, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, yes. There's that, like, there's a benchmark set, and Winnipeg yeah. just needs to make their moves and lock, lock Line and Kyle Connor up right now. Yeah, even with a lot of other players like Point and uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, I, if they missed point, they still got other guys to step in and be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. But with Winnipeg, Connor and is going to hurt a lot. So, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much does our predictions. We'll probably get into the end of the episode now to close it up. Um, I want to shout out someone. I just need to, okay, Thomas, say your last words because I need to pull something up here. Okay, well, we got a lot more content coming out. Uh, NFL season starting up. Soccer season's already started up in the Premier League for the English soccer. Uh, it's pretty intense there. Lots of goals coming in the first and second match days of the season. Uh, NHL season is coming up. We got. I'm going to mention the articles we're going to write now. We have a top 50 players in the NHL right now for the Breakdown Sports. It was a collective decision between seven people in the Breakdown Sports hockey team. Uh, so 50 to 41 will probably be released either this week or this weekend and then every week is going to be coming so it's going to get to the top 10 so 30 to 21 uh, 20 to 11 and then 10 to 1 so stay tuned for that it's a big article we worked a lot uh, hard on this article so hope people like it and uh, yeah that's my last words for uh, episode 27 okay so i need to shout out two people the first one from the breakdown sports the over undergoat at the high five guy on Twitter. Um, he, every single day, he gives out like usually two to three MLB over under bets. Um, and his record this season is 75 and 49. He gives out these free picks. Last night, I shadowed his picks and I went three and oh. Um, so if you're looking for free picks and, and advice, Talk with this guy. Follow him on Twitter because he he knows what fuck is up. He knows what he's doing. At the high five, sorry, at the high guys five on Twitter. Um, and I also need to shout out um a new partner that we have as a podcast, Stadium Scene TV. Um, mm-hmm. they're they're a podcast network and they also release some articles on their website. Um, they're gonna be helping us promote our podcast a little bit. So, shout out Stadium Scene TV.
uh, that's really all I got. I guess the last thing that I want to say is um, check out, like, obviously follow us on Twitter at The Breakdown Sports and check out our website, thebreakdown.com, or sorry, thebreakdownsports.com because we're going to have a lot of NFL yes, fantasy yeah, content coming yeah. out, a lot of NBA, and a lot of just sports content in general coming out. Yeah. It's going to be um, a good fall season. It is, sure. And especially with soccer started back up again, uh, I believe we have a lot of soccer content coming out. Yep. So just check us out because if you're a sports fan, you're not going to be disappointed with our with our content. Yeah, we have some pretty like di- we cover a lot of sports, pretty diverse content in terms of like news, fantasy, betting, and sometimes some meticulous stuff. Like we might have another idea planned in regards to MLB, but that idea hasn't come to fruition yet but just stay tuned we got lots of content coming mm-hmm. out especially for nfl college football hockey nba season that's fast approaching and uh, we're yeah. also going to be running um a bunch of Fantasies, like nfl right? fan well not fantasy yeah. uh-huh. but like pick em pools and like survivor pools and stuff like that so definitely follow us on twitter to stay stay um up to date on that Yep, follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, We post a lot of stuff there now, starting up the season. So, yeah, stay tuned. That's it from you guys. That's all. Yeah. All right, that wraps up uh, End to End Puck Talk Podcast, episode number 27, with me, Thomas Fessio, Joseph Crusoe, and Andrew Plager. We will chat with you next week. Maybe some more predictions next week. We shall see. See you next time.